Mrs. Tango, we are recording, and it's been less than a month since we released our last podcast. Look at us being all professional and all that. I hate to set a new standard here that, that we're actually going to be <laughs> Our standards are so low. <laughs> but our listeners know that. Tonight, we are going to talk about, and I just watched my little fancy thing fall off. <laughs> <laughs> Which does not bode well for our date night after we put the mic. Not that away. kind of fancy thing, sweetie. Anyway, tonight we're going to take a. We get a lot of listener questions, primarily in email. Though, why anyone would want to know anything from us? But for some reason, they do. And so we have to take them seriously. We're going to answer a few of them on the air, primarily ones that are in the category of questions that we get a lot of this kind of question. So that's what we're going to do tonight. And what are we drinking? We are drinking Tito's. <laughs> what do we always drink? Tito's. Uh, Bloody Mary's with Mr. and Mrs. T's mixer. That. I think it's hilarious. It is, and and a big chunk of celery. We don't normally put celery in it, and I think I'm going to poke my eye out from the celery. But we don't normally have celery in the house. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. But before then... Yes? I'm going to tell you what day it is. (laughs) (laughs) And as you can tell, we have... We're far into our Bloody Mary, so go ahead <laughs> with what us professional podcasters call the transition. It is Saturday, November 17th, and you are listening to Two or More to Tango. We're going to listen. And we're, going to, we're going to listen tonight. We're going to answer some listener questions, and uh, before we do that, first we want to talk about a podcast, a new podcast that's out there by our good friends Ray and D of Club Euphoria. They put out a podcast called The Euphoria Chronicles. Uh, you can find them. I at, thought you were playing with me with your foot. We have a dog under the table, don't we? Or a cat. Or a cat. It's the pussy cat. I thought you were teasing me with your foot, and turns out it was just a pussy. So we have. Okay, let's go back now. We have a, a new podcast. We have good friends Ray and D. They have a business club euphoria. They put on parties in Ohio. Their website is. ToledoAdultParties.com And they have put out a new podcast called The Euphoria Chronicles. Highly recommend that you go find it, look it up, listen to it. Ray and D are funny as hell. I think I, I've listened to the first two or three of these. I think I've heard more 
Ray say more in those two or three podcasts than I've heard him say in all the times that we have been with them. <laughs> D is, we call her a little firecracker. She is. She's sexy. She's funny. She's She is just one of the most outgoing people you'll ever meet. If you're throwing a party, you want her at it. So go find their podcast, The Euphoria Chronicles, and we highly recommend you take a listen to that. We got a new toy a few weeks ago that was recommended by Mr. and Mrs. Ready to Jam. Uh, And we had to wait a while to get it. So we ordered it, what, two months ago? A month ago. Um, There's some lead time. And it is sitting here with all of our podcasting equipment right next to your Bloody Mary. It's big. It's... (laughs) And it, it is interesting looking. It's a little scary looking. Um, and we'll give you, we'll give you a review on it after we've tested it out. Maybe tonight. I don't know. Mrs. Ready to Jam and highly recommended it as her favorite dildo. So we're telling on her. So we're going to trust you, Mrs. Ready to Jam, when we try this out, that it's just as good as you said it was. But if you don't follow us on Twitter and you want to see a photograph of this, we are at to the number or more to tango. And you can see a whole bunch of photographs from the past and this particular photograph from earlier in the evening. Uh, it is, oh, we should say where it came from. The company name is Bad Dragon and this is the Echo model. Model. In Halloween black. You can, when you go online to get these, you can order in a wide range of colors and metal flake and shades and firmnesses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have a million of these things. We're not getting paid. Lots to do of per- this. permutations. Is that the word? Permutations. It looks like a permutation. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a mutation. We paid for it. They didn't give it to us for free. We'll let you know how it is. The uh, other thing we want to talk about before we get into our topic tonight is since we recorded our interview with Tori and Soul last time, the Average Swingers, Jay and Angie, have put out their 100th episode. Highly recommend you go to Average Swingers and listen to Jay and Angie's 100th episode, even if you've never heard them before. They recorded it in New Orleans during Naughty in New Orleans, and... Yours truly, Mr. and Mrs. Tango, we were a part of their fun morning chat. Yeah, they they put it together from a number of interviews that they've done. They also led off with just questions for each other about what the podcast means to them. And (laughs) then they asked a number of people to send them a little clip. And Mrs. Tango and I recorded our clip to them after we had finished interviewing Tori and Soul from Torrid Souls on our last podcast, and we had quite a bit of drink to drink during that podcast and a little bit to drink after that podcast, and we decided since we already had the mics out, let's go ahead and record our Hey Jay and Angie, happy 100th anniversary, blah, 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 blah to them. And we ended up recording 12, 13, 14 takes, I think. And we sent the whole thing to Jay and Angie, and I said, Jay, just take out of it 
what the, you want. The one at the end that's that actually is coherent and us not cracking up. And Jay being my buddy Jay, and I love him dearly, decided he was going to use the whole freaking thing. So it's actually kind of funny, but if you listen to him and you hear us on there, uh, yeah, we had, had a little bit to drink, but it was fun. But Jay and Angie are amazing people. Go find Average Swingers, the podcast, and listen to their 100th episode. We think if you listen to that, you'll go back and listen to some of theirs in the past. So tonight, we get a lot of questions from listeners. We read every one of them. We try to reply to them online. What we're going to talk about tonight are some of the questions that we get a number of questions on these various topics. So we get, we're going to use the question, specific questions from a listener, but typically for every one that we read tonight, we've probably gotten a, 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 10 of these kind of questions from other listeners asking the same basic thing. Here's a little question for you. Tell me if you love me too. Hey, baby, here we go again. Warning, we are not experts. We are not trained sex therapy or sex cycle. Psychos? (laughs) Psychos? <laughs> We're sex psychos. <laughs> Psychology experts take our advice in the same manner that you would take advice from a f- group of friends that you were having way too many Tito's martinis. With. With. In a bar. <laughs> yeah, we are not experts. Please don't take any answers that we give as any kind of expert advice, we disavow everything that we say here. We're on our, we're drinking uh, Bloody Marys. What we're going to tell you is our opinion based on our background, and it may not be right for you. And in today's legal environment, we feel compelled to say all of that. So if you're listening to this, you're over 18, you're adults, take our advice is what it's worth. Not much. (laughs) Well, we know we've made mistakes. We can certainly tell you what some of the mistakes look like, right? Yep. Uh, There are also other podcasters out there that answer questions. So don't rely on just us. Listen to other podcasters. Everybody has a different background. They have different personalities. They have different experiences. So we highly encourage you to listen to other podcasters and their answers to questions. Page and Pen from Swinger Diaries, each of their episodes is based on a few questions. So if, if you're really into these kind of questions and answers, and the thing about Page and Pen, they'll read answers from a number of people. We highly encourage you to go over Swinger Diaries and listen to them. So why don't you start with number one? We are new and just starting out. And we look at the world of swingers and imagine a huge pool of STDs. Yuck. That's a lot of stuff. What steps do you take to avoid STDs? That question is worth a full episode, and there are episodes out there. We're going to give you our short answer. I remember when we first were thinking about getting into the lifestyle, and we sent John and Allie some questions on this. Who are John and Allie? Of SwingerCast. Who Set the bar for swinging lifestyle podcasting. Yeah. 
and they were just as nice as they could be at answering our dumb questions. Didn't laugh a bit. Well, I well, think not to did. our faces. We know how. Yeah, they we've, we've and we've laughed with them afterwards on some of the questions we asked, and we asked them questions on this because we were really concerned about it too. We we asked about do people use condoms for blowjobs? Do people use saran wrap when they go down on a woman? Uh, aluminum foil, maybe dental dams. And and they gave us a lot of answers. Allie is someone who has done a lot and a lot, a lot of research on this kind of thing. So they had some really good answers. For us, we're just going to tell you our thoughts. First, what we have found is people in the lifestyle are far more aware and careful about STDs than your average person that you're going to meet in a bar or anywhere else. So everyone always, always, always uses condoms. There are some people that don't, but they usually do that with people that they know very, very well. And that are not first-time partners. Exactly. So condoms are used a lot. We would recommend that you go that way. We recommend that you don't break that rule for people. I would say even if somebody tells you that they've been tested and they're clean, a lot, a lot of people get tested. People even wear little buttons at lifestyle events. Says, I've been tested. I would still recommend that you use a condom for full swap. People lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people can lie. Wasn't that a ongoing joke at on the TV show House? People lie. Is he a swinger? I don't know. He could have been. Have we met him. Could have been. But I, I recommend that you use condoms. That is the first line of defense. And it is perfectly okay to ask people about STDs. Nobody gets insulted. If they do, you might want to step away from the penis. Yeah. that Nobody should be insulted by that. If they are, I agree with walk away. Tango. Just walk away from them. Just smile. Say, hey, thanks. See you later. You're never going to be 100% sure. That's just the nature. If you want to be 100%, not 99%, not 99.9%, 100% sure. Don't have sex. <laughs> with anybody other than your partner, and then you got to assume that your partner has been 100% faithful, never had sex with anybody else either. But I think what you will find is that in the lifestyle, people are very, very aware and very careful because they have to be. Otherwise, the lifestyle would be a pool of STDs, as you put it. But we find very, very few people in the lifestyle, and we know people well enough they share with us that that have run into this. It is a, an, a group of people who are more aware of this than your average person. If you meet somebody in a bar and you go play with them, your odds are much, much higher that you're going to run into this than you would be in the lifestyle. When I am with a, a man other than Mr. Tango, I will pay attention to what's going on on the penis of the other man that I'm playing with. I'll make sure that there's nothing obvious. And you're, you're usually in a position where you can get a good look, right? Yeah, up close and personal. 
so we'd recommend, you know, if you're the woman and you're going down on a guy or even have your hands on a guy, you know, use that opportunity to make sure that everything looks fine. You're never going to be 100% sure there's risk in anything. But if you use condoms, if you talk to the couples that you play with, the odds are with you, I guess. I'm not going to say 100% you're going to be fine. But the odds are with you. And we put that one up front because that's not a very sexy topic, but it's an important one. Next question. You two are always talking about your experiences, and they sound fun and amazing and great. Surely you've had at least one bad experience. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it was in hindsight a bad experience. We We typically try to keep our podcast upbeat and but at the same time we try to be honest with you guys i mean most of the mistakes and things that we'll talk about are ours we may just be lucky we've really only had one bad experience since we've been doing this for the last few years since 2014 and i think that experience was the result of we really didn't get to know the couple as well as we should have before we played with them. Or as well as we thought we did. We talked with this couple online before we went to an event. And Mr. Tanko typically does the interaction online and in Twitter and email and whatever. And we had a good back and forth going with them. And we got to the event and we met them for drinks and had a good time with them at drinks. And then we had dinner together. Did we have dinner? Yeah, I think we did. They introduced us to a really good oh, restaurant. Right. restaurant. And it was decided that we were going to play together. So we went back that to our same evening. that same evening. So we went back and played together and had a really good time with them. And because we were at an event, we saw them again the next day at lunchtime, and we learned that they were in-your-face, blatantly racist, which was... That's a line for us. That's that's very unattractive and very much a turn-off. And they thought we were going to spend the rest of the event hanging out with them. And we've seen them since. We haven't played with them. We did not pick this up before we played with them that night. We didn't hear this during drinks. We didn't hear this during dinner because we wouldn't have played with them otherwise. But after the fact, I mean, this was a hateful kind of racism. This wasn't just an ignorant racism. This was a blatant, hateful kind of racism. It was ugly. And at that point, we, we wished we had not played with them, but there wasn't anything. I wanted to take back. <laughs> yeah. There's no way to take it back afterwards. It, it was it was quite a downer for the two of us to realize that, that we hadn't picked up on that. But that is really the only bad experience we've had. I'm trying to think about, you know, anything else that we would qualify We've never started to play with anybody, and then... It goes south. Yeah, maybe we're just sluts. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> no, but I don't I don't think so. I think we've just been very fortunate. 
most of the time, other than a couple of kind of hot anonymous sex things that we've done when we've been in a group playroom where we just bumped into a couple, har, 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 <laughs> almost literally, and started playing with them. Our style is that we typically get to know a couple pretty well before we do play. And I think that that reduces the odds of having a bad experience. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's the only one we can really come up with unless you can think of something else that was a truly bad experience. Nope. Okay, next question. Sex is generally good. Next question. For a couple new to this, starting out, do you recommend first meeting people online or in a club or an event like Naughty in New Orleans or a resort like Desire? So for a new couple. My uh, answer is yes. <laughs> to all of those? <laughs> all of the above. I, I, don't you think there's pluses and minuses to each of those? There is. So uh, talk about what's the upside to meeting people online. You have an opportunity to talk about styles and history and... Well, you just you just have a lot of time to meet them mm-hmm. and get to know each other online. You typically are texting back and forth or kicking or whatever you do. Sometimes going all the way to phone calls with each other online. That's what we did with your very first one. Your very first experience is it it went from online to to actual phone calls mm-hmm. before meeting. One thing you do want to be careful of. Let me just insert this is if you're new to this and you're meeting people online, typically on a web, a swinger board, and there's a a lot of them out there, a lot that are regional that are where you find a lot of activity for your area, and there's a few that are national. But be aware that there are some couples that if all you want to do is talk and talk and talk and chat and never really get together and meet, that's considered kind of bad protocol, but it is not only acceptable, but it's a good thing to tell somebody if you're new, depending on how new you are, to let them know you're new at this. You will find some people that when you do this online, that they find out you're new, they will not be interested because they're afraid of drama and things. That's fine, but you'll find most people, well, you'll certainly find a lot of people If they know that you're new, they will go at the speed that you want to go. So the upside is, like you said, you've got a lot of time to get to know them before you actually do anything. Uh, Year that year. We had a lot of life stuff happen. And so did they. But we sent uh, really fun texts and emails back and forth and flirty stuff. The downside of online, I don't think there's a, a huge amount of downside other than trying to make sure that the people that you meet online, they're not always what they seem to be online when you meet them face to face. And so you do need to get to the point of meeting them face to face relatively quickly because there are some people that come across great online that you meet them face to face and you know the first time you sit with them, 
this is not a click. This just isn't a match. And that's going to happen. So in a club, that was how we actually had our first experience. Well, once we realized we were in a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. So the upside to a club. I think, one, if you if you let the owners, managers of a club know that you're new, they will almost always, the owners, when you get there, will show you around, introduce you to people. They'll really be invested in making sure that you have. Is that time. the way it is at all clubs? When I talk to other people from other clubs, that's that's very typical. Okay. I think the other upside to that is you're in an environment with a lot of very sexy people that are all there from the sexual environment, and there's no pressure on you to do anything. You can play with someone or not. You can watch or be watched. The advantage to that versus online is typically, depending on the club, there'll be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 couples in the club. There'll be a lot of people around that you can get to know that evening. And there's typically dancing, sometimes games. There's all kind of icebreaker kind of stuff that they'll do. Theme nights. It's a good way to dip your toes in to be a very sexy environment. You're not expected to do anything. The two of you can just enjoy the environment and go up to one of the private rooms and play. Or if you want to see and be seen, you can go to a group room and you can just play with each other. And it can be just a very, very fun and sexy date. Or if you get lucky like we did our first time and you meet a couple, then you can go play. So compared to online where you're typically talking to a one person at a time, it's a way, it's kind of like, just think about it, like going to a really, really fun bar where if you see a sexy couple at another table, you can go up to them and say, hey, you want to go upstairs and have sex? (laughs) (laughs) And then events. And you mentioned two events. You mentioned NIN, and you mentioned a resort like Desire, and they're kind of different. The upside to not in New Orleans, you have a huge cross section of the planet. You've got all ages, all um, sizes, all races. Um, just name your kink and kinks. Name your kink, and you're going to find them. Everybody there is there for the sexual environment, period. Parties, bar takeovers, just talking to each other in the bar, in the lobby. I mean, that's just the environment. And again, you're not required to do anything. I think the downside of a huge event like Naughty in New Orleans, where you've got a 1,000 or 2,000 people, is... What makes it good, right? The sheer size of it. I mean, we'll hear in a question. We'll hear in a question later. That can be kind of intimidating. For us, it was initially our very first night in New Orleans, and we talk about it. It was intimidating. We weren't quite sure what we were doing there that first few days, and and we'll talk about this in a later question. But again, it is so busy and so active, and there's just not a lot of 
downtime that it can be tough if you're a newbie and not in your own. It's not for us. We went to the club first. Other than the girl-girl play we had years before that, we immediately went to Naughty in New Orleans, and we eventually had a great time. But, again, it's a lot of people, and it can be a tough environment if you're just not very experienced because you look around and everybody else seems like they are. Now, a resort like Desire, which we've not done, so we can, which we have to fix, uh, we can only talk about what we hear from other people and what we read about. So for a newbie, I think the upside to Desire, let's just say Desire Pearl, for example. Not everybody that goes to Desire are swingers, right? Right. If you go to Naughty in New Orleans, everybody there is a lifestyle couple. And we'll talk about There's a range of what that means. A lot of people that go to to Desire just because there are no kids. It is a beach with beautiful water, palm trees, beds on the beach. You said palm trees, not plum trees. For some reason, I heard plum trees. Pour me another <laughs> drink. Yeah. A it, cabana boy name. Plum trees. Plums are on trees. <laughs> okay, I'm just thinking about a plum tree. No, that's grapes. Now, what do you make plums out of? Are plums like raisins? No, they're prunes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> prunes are dried plums. So what are dried raisins? Raisins are dried <laughs> grapes. Okay. <laughs> Pour me another drink. I think maybe we'll slow down. <laughs> a little bit of a tangent there, but okay, that's where my brain went. Anyway, back to the topic. Everything we hear about desire is... You have an environment where you can go, just the two of you. She can go topless or nude if she wants. So can the guy. And nobody judges. And despite what you see in all the pictures, not everybody looks like a model. And you don't have to be a lifestyle couple. I mean, one downside may be you may go, there may be very few people there that are lifestyle people. So if you go in there to look to hook up with a couple. You might want to connect with people online. We'll talk about that. I'm not exactly sure how that works. Well, I, I do a lot of the Twitter stuff. Yeah, you you do that. So if you go online and on Twitter and you follow a bunch of the podcasters, you will see quite often podcasters that are hosting a trip to desire. So what you do is you hook up with them. And then if you do that, I know like with Mr. and Mrs. Jones that we got a thing, they'll form kick groups. And so you'll get to talk with all the people that are going on this trip for months beforehand. And you will make a lot of friends before you actually go. And it's a great way to go with people. And then once you get there, you're going to hug on these people. You're going to know these people. It's just going to be great to get to know the people that you've met online all this time. And if you let them know that you're new, there's no pressure to do anything. And they will respect your boundaries. Yeah, that's a very good point. Nobody's going to 
grab you and throw you into their room unless you want them to. And if you want to go on your own, you just go. And so there's palm trees. You have a hotel that if you get the right room, you'll have a balcony that looks out on this beautiful blue ocean, this white beach. You'll get into a pool with a bar in the pool that looks out on the beach. Did I mention they have a beach? Maybe once or twice. And you can sit and have drinks. And if the wife wants to be topless with the other women, she can. And there are beds with covers and cabanas that are, guess where they are? By the beach? They are on the beach. (laughs) And you can just have the most laid-back vacation with people bringing you drinks. You mean I could have a cabana boy named Raul? And he will know what drink you like. He will even know that you prefer Tito's. And from what I hear from the people that have been there... If you go more than once, the staff really goes out of their way to get to know you. So the next time you go, they're going to know your name. They're going to know what drinks you prefer. I don't know why we haven't been talking about this. I know, right? So that's a great way to to get introduced to it. And and maybe if, you know, it's kind of an inter, it may be an intermediate step. So I would say to answer your question, A resort like Desire, I don't know of a downside other than it can be kind of pricey. But when you look at an all-inclusive where food, drinks, everything's included, I think that could be a really nice start. I would recommend that, again, you go online, you go on Twitter, find a group that's going, get to know them, tell them you're newbies. They'll just sit and talk with you about their experiences over drinks in the pool or by the beach in the water. Okay. Next question. Next question. We had our first connection with long question coming up. Go ahead. We we had, we actually have notes here. Pretty impressive. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry. Really? Truly? Yeah. Yeah. We had our first to break that third wall. I don't know if people think we've got these memorized, but go ahead. We had our first connection (laughs) with a couple we met online, then over drinks, and then finally over to their house for play. We both found both of them sexually attractive, but when we started playing full swap and I was with the other woman, I could tell my wife was having a good time, and it was fun seeing her having fun, but for some reason... I suddenly lost my erection, and I could not get it back no matter what. The woman I was with was very cool about it, but the more I tried, the limper I got. I think if I kept trying, (laughs) (laughs) my cock would have just (laughs) withdrawn all the way inside my body and pulled a cover shut like a turtle, withdrawing into its shell. Now I'm a try. Now I'm afraid to try this again because I know this will happen again and it will be on my mind. Help. The first thing I would say, and this really isn't going to help, is that really, really is not uncommon. You hear this a lot. You know, if you're a guy and you're just fantasizing about this, you can't imagine that you can't get a hard-on with with another woman that you've already determined 
is sexually attracted enough to play with. And yet it happens because as much as there's two things, one guys, I'm talking to you, we really just don't have, and women, you got nothing like this. I'm looking at you, Mrs. Tango. I get it. No, I don't, but I understand where you're coming from. We really just don't have control over our cocks. I can look at my thumb right here. See my thumb? I do. I can move it any direction I want. I have 100% control over that thumb. There's no way that thumb, if I hold it like this, is going to go whoop like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to go like whoop like that without me making it go like that. And if it does, you know what I can do? Whoop right back up. <laughs> I have 100% control over my thumb. We don't have that kind of control over our cocks. And it's a complete and separate being. It's it's, a it's got its own brain. Total, that, yeah, your cock has a total brain. Remember when you were a, a young man? I'm talking to the guy that sent this question in. You know, there were times you did not want to get a heart on. <laughs> Maybe you were at a beach in some group outing with a bathing suit, and the last thing you wanted was everybody to see your erection. We don't have control over it. So... One, it's not unusual. It happens in the lifestyle to the best of them. And hearing that's not going to make you feel all that much better about it. The problem, of course, is once you've got it in your brain, the more likely you are the next time you go play with a couple, you're going to have that in your head going, oh, God, I hope I hope I don't lose my erection. Oh, God, I hope I don't lose my erection. Well, guess what that does? It feeds on itself. So I'm going to ask Mrs. Tango, if that happened to you, if we're playing with another couple and a guy lost his erection, what would you think? What would you say? Coming from a woman's point of view, it's okay. Not terribly reassuring, I get it, but it's okay. Unless your fingers and your tongue have also stopped working, we're going to still be able to have a really good time together. Once we're having that good time together, you might be surprised to see how fast other things start working again. And like Mrs. Tango said, if you go down on the woman, if you use your fingers on the woman, if you focus on her, you might just be surprised at what happens to the rest of you. No guarantees. But it could happen. But it could happen. And if it doesn't, I wouldn't worry about it. It's common enough in the lifestyle that you shouldn't. Well, I can't say don't worry about it. But it's common enough in the lifestyle that I guess her advice is good. Just focus on the woman. Don't focus on yourself and see what happens. Any, I don't know of anything else to say on that. I think that's good. Okay. Next question. I don't know if this is really lifestyle related. But I, a woman, have a female friend. She's married, and they are not in the lifestyle, and she knows I'm bi. Long story, but basically, it came out one night when we, when the two of us were together for an evening out at the bar. She told me that that's something that she'd really like to experience, but she said her husband really would not approve. She's hot and I would really love to introduce her to girl-girl play. I know she would love it, and she's willing, but I'm torn on whether I should do it or not. What do you think? So what 
do you think other than, oh, yeah, I'd love to try that? I think if you flip the script where the friend was a guy and he wanted to play with her and not tell his wife, we we wouldn't be having this that conversation. Even be, uh, it's a non-starter. Question, yeah, it's not an. It's so a non-starter. Saying, that's a really good point. So if it was girl, girl, we're sitting there going, well. But if it was guy, girl, we'd say, of course not. <laughs> but it's still going behind the partner's back, mm-hmm. no and matter it, what. And oh, it kind sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So. I mean, we were fortunate in that you were very open with me that you were by and you wanted to try it. And I, I didn't find that threatening at all, but for some reason he does. So if this was your, if this woman was, was somebody that you knew, what, how would you tell her to go forward? Because it's got to be frustrating for her. Maybe I, I go to her and say, Go talk to your husband. Say, hey, this is something that I'm interested in. I'd like to try it just maybe once. (laughs) Yeah, she's laughing because she just made us a new Bloody Mary and there's more. Vodka than Mary? I don't say Bloody or Mary, but there's a lot of Tito's in that and not much Bloody Mary, but that's good. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead with your profound point you were making. And it was (laughs) profound, I must say. Go ahead. So uh, you would tell her to go talk to her husband and say what? That she'd like to play with this friend. Her friend has an interest in it. But, you know, maybe try it once with her. You know, we've heard in the since we've been in the lifestyle since, what, 2014, of a ton of couples that got into the lifestyle because the guy wanted to see his wife play with another woman. For some reason, guys don't see that as threatening as their wife playing with another guy. Because the majority of instances, uh, another woman isn't going to replace the husband. Oh, so it's not as threatening. Not as threatening, yes. Yeah, they're not going to worry that that other girl has a bigger cock than I do. (laughs) She's going to go. Probably not. Probably not. And if she does, that's a whole other podcast. We went to Nadia, New Orleans this year, and you said hello to us. Hi there again. We appreciate how open and friendly the podcasters were at the podcaster meet and greet. And now we see why you tease Jay from Average Swingers. He's crazy. He is crazy. But he's sexy and he was so friendly. Okay, I will have to edit out the part about our listener saying Jay was sexy, but go ahead. (laughs) I think he is. Keep going. (laughs) However, we're newbies. We've only played with one couple we met online, and we could not figure out how to connect with anyone at Naughty New Orleans. We still don't know how we could be in so many, be with so many, so many sexy people and not figure out how to make a connection. And I know everyone says don't have expectations, but come on. We paid a lot to go to this, (laughs) and we did have expectations. Been there, done that, listener. We're not young, but not old, in decent shape. We listen to your well, podcast. the next question. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> so I think what they're saying is we went to Naughty New Orleans. 
We don't think there's anything wrong with us. We don't have two noses or an eye in the middle of our head. We brush our teeth. We yeah. we bathe. And yet we weren't able to connect with anybody. We We kind of touched on this earlier. So for the listeners, if you're listening to this, one. A lot of people go to Nauta in New Orleans and don't make a connection. So don't think there's something wrong with you. We have talked to a lot of uh, people over the last couple of years that we've been going to the to this event. And we have been surprised in having conversations with them, finding out that they didn't play with anybody but themselves. We, we've talked with podcasters that have said they didn't connect with anybody, just in case you think because you have a podcast. That gets you all access pass. <laughs> it is not unusual at an event like Naughty in New Orleans. We talked about this earlier because there's so many people. It is not unusual for you not to make a connection with somebody. Bottom line. Tom Jones should be singing in the background. It's not unusual to not make a connection with somebody at Naughty New Orleans. That's do, 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 do. You're supposed to go. Da, 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 da. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you pour us another drink? I did. Seriously. I, whether it's a club. whether I, I think the, the reason, and we've heard this from a number of people that have gone to Naughty New Orleans. I do not want to discourage you from going to Naughty New Orleans. There's not some huge barrier there that makes it harder to connect with people than it does elsewhere. I think the reason we get this question is people go to a place where there's a couple of thousand swingers, and if they don't make a connection, they think... Something's wrong with us. Yeah, and there's not. It, In some ways, it can, it can be almost harder than at a club or online or something. There are so many people there that it's overwhelming. It's like, who do I talk to? Who do I go seek out? And the advice that we would give you is, I think what we said earlier in this podcast, if you go to a naughty in New Orleans, take advantage of the fact that there's eight bazillion people there and just go talk to as many people as you can. Go introduce yourself to as many people as you can. What's that um, saying in podcast land? If you podcast land, and she puts her hand up in the air like podcast land. The podcast jazz jazz hands. hands. Um, if you've not been video podcast, so you can see our jazz hands. If you've not been turned down a few times, you're not asking enough people. Yeah, in sports they say in basketball you miss every shot you don't take. So don't assume because everybody's talking, everybody's upbeat, high energy. Don't assume that. Nobody wants to talk to you because you don't know them. Also, something we have we have learned over the years, don't assume that just because there's a group of people that you always see hanging out together, that they're off when you don't see them having sex together. Again, we talked about this earlier. There's a lot of people that we know that are very, very sexy people. We've talked about this in our past Naughty, past, in our past Naughty New Orleans podcast. There have been some very sexy couples that we have talked with as late as Sunday morning when people were leaving that we were shocked because they didn't connect with anybody. The fact is, and this is whether you're in a club, this is whether you're in an event, you've just got to go 
talk to people. You just got to go ask. You got to ask yourself, and I really, really, really hate to say this. What would Jay do? Our lovely friend Jay, if he wants to have sex with you, he will come up and say to you, do you want to fuck? It does. And that may seen not, it happen. That may not be the best approach for everybody. But it works for Jay. And the fact is It may work for you. I'm gonna say it's Jay don't take this the wrong way. But I've heard him ask that and people say, Sure. And I look and go, Really? It's that easy? <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised because Jay's kind of a hot guy. I don't say that as a, I don't, don't take that in the wrong way, but Mrs. Tango thinks he's a hot guy too. But the fact is Jay just puts himself out there. And I think there's a lesson to be learned. You're in the lifestyle. You're in an event where everybody is there to have sex. Just go put yourself out and ask people. And if you get turned down 10 times and on the 11th time you get a yes, cool. Woohoo! Don't think there's something wrong with you. It's not how you look. It's not your age, your age, your weight. It's not your weight. It's just that you're not putting yourself out there. So again, I just want to reassure you it's not unusual. And I want to reassure you that if we can have fun there, you can too. Next question. We listen to your podcast and others, and it sounds like everyone is having swinging. And this is the last question. (laughs) Everyone is having swinging experiences every weekend and at resorts and clubs and events every other week. This is the next to last question. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have the time or money for that. In fact, we may only find someone to play with every few months, maybe even less sometimes. For most of you, this swinging thing sounds like a true lifestyle, like you enter, you center your life around it. We feel more like the whole lifestyle thing is more an occasional hobby than a true lifestyle for us. Are we considered to be in the lifestyle or are we just pretenders? If we go to, if we do go to a resort or an event and tell this to people, will we be shunned as not really swingers? I like the way they put that. They put not really swingers in capital letters, like not really swingers, like a category. Let's start with the last one. No, you won't get shunned. We mentioned earlier, if you join up with a group like We Got a Thing or Swinger Diaries or Average Swingers or all those podcasters that go to like Desire, Hedonism, etc. And by the way, Jane and Angie have a group going to Hedonism. Just a little plug there. Go connect with them online on Twitter, their website, and they're going soon. Yeah, they are, but I'm sure they have. Are they there them. now? I don't know, but if they're not, go connect with them. People always have trips going. There's not a couple there that will look down on you if you say, you know what, we only play with another couple once a year. Really and truly, nobody cares. They really don't. In fact, they just want to have sex with you now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you're hot, you know what Jay's going to say? You want to (laughs) fuck? But the the fact is, this is not an exclusive club by any means at all. Because we wouldn't be in it. (laughs) 
If it was exclusive. Very good point. They wouldn't let us in. Neither would Jay and Angie. Well, Angie would, but maybe not Jay. But but in all seriousness, you know, there there are a lot of people that like to think, you know, there's all these tight clicks and all these tight podcaster circles and and all this stuff. And we're just freaking people sitting here drinking bloody Marys and having to edit out about half of what we do here because and playing Red Dead Redemption together. Yeah. You know, we're just people. If you're in the lifestyle, the one thing that really sets the lifestyle off is it's a and there are people that will argue with me and when I post this on Twitter, they'll say, "Oh, you're full of shit. There's not really an accepting lifestyle because of this and that and this and that." Well, you know what? Whenever you talk about a huge number of people, there's always going to be a jerk in every crowd. That's right. There's always people at one end or the other of the curve. But by and large, people in the lifestyle are very, very accepting. There is no defined UN uh, uh, committee that sets the rules on what the lifestyle is. I mean, you met a woman. You know what I'm talking about? We met this couple the very first time we went to New Orleans. And we saw them three years in a row. And they were fun. Oh, yeah. She flirted with me. I thought she, yeah, she was a major flirt. In fact, I thought (laughs) I screwed up because I didn't follow up on it. But we found out at a um, Girls Uncorked event during this, during the big event, uh, Girls Uncorked, if you don't know, is a lifestyle meet and greet for women. And you go drink wine. And we had an event and we introduced ourselves and told a little bit about, a little bit about ourselves. And she said she and her husband were not, uh, in the lifestyle, but they enjoyed coming to. Well, she didn't say they're not in the lifestyle. They did not play with other people. Yeah. They enjoyed the atmosphere of Nadia New Orleans and like events. So they came, and they had a really good time. And so here's a couple that they come to Naughty New Orleans. I watch them. Other people, every time they come, they've got their lifestyle friends they've made. We chat with them when we see them. And they don't play with other couples at all, much less once a month. They just come for the sexy environment of all these swingers, and it turns them on. And nobody says, and they may have wild monkey sex when they get back to their <laughs> they, room. Well, not only, I mean, they, I, I, I think they probably go to the playrooms and watch people and do things. There, there's no rule on what's in the lifestyle. There are people that are quote in the lifestyle that go to clubs, and the only reason they do that is they enjoy the sexually free environment, and they go to the playrooms and they play with each other. There are people in the lifestyle that are just, they like the sexual environment of watching. I mean, that's kind of a sexy date, you know? Uh, there are people that like being watched. There are people that like to watch while they play. There are people that are only girl-girl. There are people that are soft-swap. There are people that are hard-swap. There are people that are separate room. 
there are people. We met a couple when we were at Jay and Angie's Pub Crawl. You remember that couple that it was kind of raining and cold. We were staying upstairs. We were freezing, but and having a great time. Having a great time. They, um, she goes out on dates and comes home and tells him about it. Yeah, he doesn't play. She goes out and meets other guys, and she will bring them home and maybe playing with them in a bedroom while he's in another room, and then she just tells him. And that's their play style. Kind of sucked for us because we knew they weren't going to play as a couple. (laughs) But the fact is, that was their way of playing. Don't worry about... I mean, for the the listeners that asked this question and said, are we not really swingers? If you play with other couples, you're in the lifestyle. Nobody is going to judge you in a club. We're not going to check your ID card. It's not a subway card that you have to have punched so many times. I don't think they have those anymore. (laughs) Do they not have those? I don't think they have those. Am I that old? I think so. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's not whatever they are these days. I'm, I'm sure Starbucks or somebody... Our movie theater, our movie theater has those clubs, has those punches. But anyway, yeah, don't don't worry about classifying yourself, and don't worry about going to an event or desire or hooking up with a group of people and going somewhere and being judged. It's just not going to happen. Do be honest with people, you know. Do let people know, hey, we only play once in a while, but don't worry about it. I think that's really the bottom line. And the actual last question. We listen to you two all the time. Thank you very much. And we love how real you sound. We also listen to other swinging podcasts and we get really turned on by hearing everyone's stories, especially. Um, Get turned on by hearing everyone's stories, especially since we know these are Do you real. Have the mattress set up in front of our place yet? Um, get on that. All right, go ahead. This stuff is really happening all around us. The idea of the lifestyle really turns us both on. And by the way, they have "idea" in capital letters, like IKEA, but with a D. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> we watch TV shows and pretend the people on them are real people. At some event, we are at. And we talk about, would we approach them? We do the same if we are in the mall or anywhere that there is a lot of people. So the idea of a lifestyle is, of the lifestyle is a huge turn on for both of us. But even after listening to you and all the podcasts you talk about, we are very hesitant to actually jump in and do it. It's scary to think about sex with other people. And we are afraid that, for example, we play with another couple and then we both really, really regret it. Help. Also in all capital letters. We hear this from a number of people. We are not going to try to tell you that the lifestyle is right for everybody. Because it's not. The very first thing you have to ask yourself is how secure are we with each other? If your husband or your wife is out of town on a business trip and you're constantly worrying about, is he cheating on me? Is he betraying me in some way? 
lifestyle is not right for you. If, if you're thinking ahead. that the lifestyle might be a way to fix a broken marriage, it's not for you. If you have a big tank or vessel that you put under a ton of pressure, it shows all the cracks in that vessel. That's how you can tell if there's something broken in that in that tank or vessel. If there are cracks in your marriage or partnership vessel to begin with, the lifestyle will emphasize those. If there's something broken in your relationship, the worst thing you can do is get into the swinging lifestyle. If you find yourself jealous of the other couple, if you're at a bar and your husband or wife dances with somebody else and you're sitting and watching them dance and you're thinking, you know, I just don't like how they're doing that. The lifestyle is not for you. Our advice, I think you agree with this, unless you have a very secure, confident, committed relationship, the lifestyle is not for you. I mean, think about what you're doing here. I mean, you're watching your your wife or your husband fucking somebody else. If, if that's a problem for you, the lifestyle is not for you. Step one is how secure are you in your relationship with each other? If the answer is, you know what, we ain't going nowhere. We're very confident in our relationship with you, each other. If you like the idea of your partner, there's a thing called compersion, which I've never heard until I got in the lifestyle, which is you get pleasure from watching your partner get pleasure. If there's some part of you that has that, yeah, the, the lifestyle may be for you. But our answer to this, Mrs. Tango, chip in. Go slow. Always. And talk about everything. I would say talk to each other and say, what are we comfortable with? For me and Mrs. Tango, we talked about it and we said, starting out, girl, girl, we're really comfortable. I'm cool with that. I have no jealousy whatsoever with you with another girl. <laughs> In fact, I think that's a huge turn on. But again, we, we didn't know until we tried it whether, okay, that there's a lot of things in your mind that sound great as a fantasy. And then it's like in real life. I don't know if I really like that. We're not going to go into it again, but we, we had a couple that we played with years ago. At Naughty in New Orleans, we found out later he was not good with it. In fact, we may have never talked about that. But he thought it was a great fantasy. He fooled her into going to Naughty in New Orleans. Then when he watched her play, he found out, I'm not good with that. And it was a major problem for him. They went too fast too soon. Talk to each other, to the listeners that ask this question, and say, what What do we feel very, very comfortable with? If we feel comfortable with girl, girl only, just start with that. Go to a club, talk to people online, 
be very upfront. We want to try this. We're new. You'll find couples that, that will have your same yeah. play style. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mrs. Tango, if we met a couple online and the woman said, you know, all I want to do is try Girl Girl the first time, Mrs. Tango would love to go just as fast or slow as you want to go, just as our first did with her. There will be couples out there that will be cool with that. And then after you do that, you go back to your own bed and you say, what do you think about that? And for some couples, they jump right into full swap. We highly suggest that you go soft swap to start with. You can always go further. You can't go back. You know, our our first club thing we did was soft swap. And it was really fun. But we had no idea. That it would be fun. I didn't know. The, the fantasy was really hot to watch Mrs. Tango go down on another guy. But I had no idea until it happened in that club whether if she did that, I would go, yeah, that was fun to fantasize about, but I really didn't like it in real life. And we went slow enough that had she done that, and after the fact, we talked about it, and I said, I really didn't like that. It wouldn't have been a big deal. I love that you winked at me when I was doing that. Yeah, she did it, and I, she looked at me. I looked at her, and I gave her a wink. She gave me a wink, which was very hot, by the way. We realized that was fine. We didn't know. We didn't know until we had our first full swap, and we did that with a couple that we had met before, and we were very, very comfortable, and we told them, you guys will be our first full swap. And we played with them, saw swap for a while, and they said, are you okay with pulling the condoms out? And we said, yeah, I think so. And then we did. And we realized when we watched each other playing with another woman, another man, full swap, yeah, you know, that's kind of hot. That was good. But it could have not been. It could have. It could have easily gone bad. But we did it in a way that if it had gone that way, and we would not have freaked out the other couple by me screaming, get off my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I think we chose wisely with the people that we and went to, And we did we it. With. We went slow and we talked to a very experienced couple and told them we've never done this before. They were experienced enough that they watched us the same way that we did. Uh, they watched us and, and made sure we were cool with it. So I guess our advice to you guys, they're saying we're scared of this. Take your time. Go one step at a time. Find where you're comfortable. And just take it one step at a time. Right? Yep. So go slow. Just go slow. There's no rush. Anything else on that one? I think that's it. Okay. It is probably time for us to finish up. We would love to hear. We said up front, Mrs. Tango said, we are not experts. We're not. We have a lot of listeners. We're shocked at how many listeners we have around the world. Probably. 27. We have actually more than that. But <laughs> but seriously, 
you know, a lot of you may have more experience than we do. A lot of you may have less experience than we do. We would love to hear your feedback on what you think about these questions and your experience. And we'd love to get emails from you on your answers to these questions. And we would love to share those over the air. So if you hear these questions and you have your own experiences and thoughts, please let us know and we'll share those. The next I, thing on our list is club tour. And yeah, I don't know what that means. I wrote that down. We actually have notes tonight. We are talking about clubs I think it would be really cool if we decided that what we would like to do is pick out and see how many clubs we could go to and just do a tour. We do a lot of driving and just pick out as many clubs as we can. Like when we drive to where we're going to drive for Christmas when we drive, there's a lot of driving that we do and just make some road trips and pick out clubs and see how many clubs we can visit and just almost like a hobby. Some people, Go figure. Do, some people do bird watching and they travel all over bird watching. I know that uh, a pen and page he's told me, they do a lot of club visits, and he's given recommendations for some of the areas that we go to. I think it would be very cool for us for the next year to say we're going to go find a bunch of clubs and find the excuses to go try them out and then tell our listeners about them. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> this first time Mrs. Tango's heard this, I wrote it down in our show notes. I think that would be a lot of fun. And then this coming weekend... Uh, it's Thanksgiving coming up this coming week, and we're going to go do some Christmas shopping this um, weekend. Black Friday? Well, yeah, it will be Black Friday. And we're talking to some couples, and uh, our hope is this weekend that we will combine our Christmas shopping with an evening of fun with a lifestyle couple. And we're going to try to make that happen, and we'll tell you guys what happens if we do. Anything else, Mrs. Tango? I don't think so, Mr. Tango. Again, we're not experts. We just tell you our opinions based on our experience, and um, I think... We try not to be judgy. (laughs) (laughs) And with all the... Bloody Marys we've had. I'll probably edit about half of this out. (laughs) So we'll see how long this podcast actually takes. We really appreciate the emails that we get from you guys. And we just can't, you know, when we go to Naughty Orleans, we meet and we meet listeners and we get to meet them face to face and they talk to us about listening to our podcast and how much it means to them. And we get emails from you guys talking about that. It just tickles me that people listen to us and you don't chatter on. And you just don't know how much that means to us. It is, it takes a lot of time and effort to do this. It takes money. We have to pay for the equipment. We have to pay for the for the web host, we have to pay for the media host to host our files. I mean, for everybody that does a podcast, whether it's us or somebody else that you like, 
just appreciate the fact it takes a lot to do this. And there's a lot of people that do this for a very short time and they fall away. And the only thing that keeps us going is that you, our listeners, give us the feedback that you enjoy it and that you get a little something from it. We don't do it. Well, I take that back. We do this for us, too. We do. We have a good time when we do it. And we laugh. Mrs. Tango and I are looking at each other with our little headphones on, and Mrs. Tango has some new rose gold pink headphones that are kind of cool. They're fancy. They are fancy. But we really do it for you, the listeners. And what keeps us going is your feedback, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's an email. You guys mean the world to us, and you're the only reason that we do this. So we appreciate your feedback. If you go on uh, iTunes and you give us a uh, review, that means a lot. It, uh, but only if you say you like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it makes us easier to find on iTunes. We don't do this for the numbers. We don't make any money at all from this podcast. We just do it for you, the listeners. And uh, we appreciate the feedback. So send us a short email at twoormoretotango.com and just let us know you enjoy the podcast. That, that keeps us going. Follow us on our Twitter at Two or More to Tango, and there we have to use the number two instead of the word T-W-O because Two or More to Tango is too long for a podcast. But find us on our podcast and follow us. That means a ton to us. Listen to the other Lifestyle Podcast. We're kind of a family out there, and uh, that helps all of us and keeps us all going. And I think it is time for us to get in front of the fire since we're not going to be meeting with anybody else tonight and do a little Saturday night in front of the fire Saturday night date and maybe look at that humongous echo and see what we're going to do with that tonight. Oh, the toy. The toy, which we have a photo of on Twitter. an Alexa kind of thing that's called an echo? There is, but it's not that. That's what I thought you were talking about. If that about. thing starts talking to us tonight, I'm going to run screaming to the bedroom. <laughs> it's <laughs> and going this in is the ready trash. to jam if you want to watch us. Okay, you find our uh, echo and our, our Alexa or some way and find a way to, to hook in. <laughs> and uh, Mrs. Uh, ready to jam is the one that recommended the 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 toy the the toy to us anyway i'm starting to ramble and starting yeah (laughs) we really enjoy you guys we hope you enjoy us we hope you enjoyed this and uh i think that's about all we've got tonight that is anything else from you i've got nothing okay so for mr tango i'm mrs tango good night bye
Maybe you should start over. Yeah, because you're crunching in my ears. Okay. You can hear it in your earphones. We should start over. <laughs>